so yes, we're drinking fizzy water out of champagne flutes. Hang yes. on. Yes, the trend started ooh, by ooh. me. Gentle clink. Yeah, Gentle clink. not These the new delicate clink. Smash your glasses. <laughs> clink. Lovely. Well, cheers. Cheers. Ooh. I know. I'm supposed to cheers with water, but I think because it's fizzy water, it's okay. Yeah. And because it's in a champagne flute, it's also okay. Exactly. I don't know where that superstition comes from, even. No, I don't know either. Yeah, there's something else to research. <laughs> no, no. I'm enough extensive research. Yeah, no. It's not sex related. People won't be interested. Exactly. You can make water sex related if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, water's involved in everything. Also, if you. Now I'm thinking about douching with fizzy water. Oh, <laughs> can that feel nice? <laughs> I'm wondering. I don't know. Probably not. Blowjobs with bubbly and nice. Like champagne. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. I say that. I, not, but yeah, blowjobs and... and res- Reportedly, yeah, you mean. Well, no, I, I also, uh, a man going down on you. Okay. It's also nice. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I was that's speaking on my oral own behalf sex. there. Oral sex. That's, that's the word. Oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. Does this podcast come with a glossary? Yeah. <laughs> I'm clearly very innocent. It actually should. To be fair, I'm well, learning so many. Warning. Ahead. Sexy themes and saucy lingo. Trigger warnings include... Domestic assault. Please check the show notes for details and specific timings. And welcome to today's Bible of Bedroom Biology. Mm, we got there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go on to um, say our words of the week, uh, we should introduce our special guest. Yes. Who is... Hi. Flavia. Hello, Flavia. Hello. Hello. Nice to be here. Lovely to have you with us. Awesome. Uh, well, we say we'd like... To, we should introduce you, but usually what we do is ask you to introduce yourself yeah. a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, my name is Flavia Fraser-Cannon. I am a PR and photographer and graphic designer, mostly working in theatre. Um, I don't know what else to say about myself. Very, very high-flying. <laughs> it's very exciting to have you here. Thank yeah. you. Um, should, we, should we get you to start with your word of the week, or is that mean? It's probably mean. It's probably mean. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Would you like to go? Okay. My word of the week is... Well, sort of um, hyphenated words. Bicycle made for two. Uh, Bicycle made for two. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because uh, we, uh, I was walking along the road uh, with my partner the other day, and then I saw a couple on a tandem, mm. and it just made me think of that Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do, um, thing. And I just thought it was very, very sweet. And I thought that if you were going to get married, going to the wedding on a bicycle made for two is quite a good statement. But you'd have to get one that like didn't that. Um, if you're going to wear a dress, you'd have to get one that didn't like with a without a bar, you know. Yeah, or find a way of cycling side saddle, like both feet on one pedal, just going up. And down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's quite. But good. they never invented that when it was like <laughs> shocking for women to cycle. So I feel like you probably fall off. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I just I just thought it was sweet. <laughs> it's a little romantic, but it's made for two. Oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What's your word? Um, my word is bottom. <laughs> Um, and I don't mean it in this in the way that um, I previously used it on the show in the sense that um, we talk about often gay men topping and bottoming. Mm-hmm. I meant it in the sense of the actual physical bottom, the bum, yes. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I've noticed that I do stare at bums. Mm. Um, and I, I thought that I, mean, I, I thought I'm not the kind of person to leer at anybody mm-hmm. or stare at anybody, but I actually actually am. Yeah. And um, and what's interesting about that for me is that because I am a bottoming gay rather mm-hmm. than a topping gay or at least that's my preference mm-hmm. I do very occasionally have topped uh, I wouldn't you'd think I wouldn't find the arse area as interesting mm. but I actually do love a very pert behind I was going to say is it mm-hmm. all bottoms or not, is it a very specific kind of bottom no I like the bottoms that mesmerise me mm. are the ones that are quite sort of 
taught and mm-hmm. um, kind of almost, I suppose the term is like bubble butt almost. Mm. The kind of, I'm doing, gro- I'm doing hand gestures <laughs> on the buttocks. On the, on the, um, the, ones that, the ones that you sort of make you want to kind of bite, you mm. know? Yeah. Well, see, I because I think a bottom, particularly like an, a, a pert bottom, looks very nice in tra- in trousers yes. or in like a tight skirt. Yes. I, I think there's something very appealing about aesthetically pleasing mm. about that, and the way it slightly like pulls the fabric. Mm. I remember there was a teacher when I was at school who um, had a very nice bottom. I remember <laughs> walking behind him on the stairs once and being like, "Wow, he's got a really nice bottom." Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed my head has turned a couple of times in the last like month or so yeah. of watching someone go past with a particularly nice bottom and I'm like yeah. oh, oh doesn't matter man or woman doesn't actually matter no, yeah yeah no. it's just well it's just it's just an appealing part of the body it is. Yeah. yeah nice to look at yeah perhaps I have bottom envy also <laughs> you've got a lovely bottom I think you've got thank a nice you. bottom yeah. I was oh, going to say I don't think you need to feel envy okay. mm. thanks yeah. Cool. What's your word of the week? My word for the week was betterment. It's about Ooh. learning how to do new things and how to improve yourself because we have recently experienced a new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yes. think it's okay to say that. We yes. have. We We're have. Recording At the time of recording. On, uh, yeah. 4th of January, so that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Time, time recording. And <laughs> um, thinking about how. New Year's resolutions and even just new starts and New Year's put a lot of pressure on people mm. to feel like mm-hmm. they have to come up with something to better themselves with. But also yes. how that ties into an innate feeling that you must always be lacking somehow. Like, mm-hmm. I do think there's probably always a way in which we can improve ourselves. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe it's because I, I, and I'm not saying it's because I feel like I'm perfect, because I really don't. Um, but I found myself going, what's my New Year's resolution? And mm. not finding anything easily. And then sort of really kicking myself for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Least, yeah. Which felt yeah. very strange and silly. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's about sort of uh, self-esteem mm-hmm. and self worth and knowledge mm. and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that I don't know if that really maybe it's not sexy enough for well, a word of well actually right. linking it to something sexy we were, we were talking to someone recently and and they were saying how their new year's resolution last year had been to go on like two dates a month or something mm. so it's interesting that people do also feel that kind of sense of needing to make a resolution to find someone or, mm. or find that intimacy which 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 is interesting because it's like and, and I and I find new year's resolutions I don't like them because mm. they just... I think it's the hardest time of year yes. to make a lifestyle change. And it, it leads to me feeling depressed and, and lacking. Yes. <laughs> so actually it's just I like, agree. yeah. I think actually they're, the, they're, they're bad for the... They're the, always the worst of all worlds. Because mm-hmm. either you're not someone who is um, sort of motivated by that kind of dopamine hit of mm-hmm. achieving stuff. In which case you're going to set a resolution and you're probably not going to achieve mm-hmm. it. Or you are the kind of person who likes that dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting even more pressure on yourself. Probably you already have about 10 goals to fulfill. Mm-hmm. I obviously fall in camp B. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it's just terrible. It's lose-lose. Mm-hmm. So why do it at all? I don't, I've don't. i stopped. I mean, if it works for you, that's great. But don't feel bad if yes. it's not working for you. Set yourself yeah. goals. But I also think that like New Year it doesn't have to be... Why is it always New Year's? And why do mm-hmm. we set like massive resolutions? Mm-hmm. If you're going to set one make it achievable and like just yeah. think about that I think that's yeah. a, that's a really important part yeah. of it yeah. yeah like read a book by the end of the year yes. that's a good resolution a good yes. <laughs> yeah, no. although unless you read 12 books a year in which case that's read 13 books by the end of the year yes indeed yeah exactly thank you yes. <laughs> um, excellent okay Welcome to series two of an A to Z of Sex with Men, where I, 
Jacinta. And I, Raphael. And for one time only, I, Flavia. Attack the imbalances of gender normativity. Bear our sexual secrets wide open. Clear away the mists of sexual taboo. Delve into the mysteries of erotica. Erase the toxicity of shame. Find the beauty in our sexual being. And get ready to laugh our asses off. So today, uh, for uh, our B episode, we are watching um, a film which uh, is really powerfully known for showcasing a breakup in slow motion. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's called Scenes from a Marriage. Um, and uh, there are two uh, versions. versions of it. <laughs> one is uh, the 2021 uh, miniseries, um, which is five hours long. And uh, so we thought we'd treat ourselves by watching the 1973 uh, version. Ingmar uh, Bergman. Don't Ingmar Bergman, yes. Um, don't you indeed know. And um, so the so we, we tried to find a trailer for the uh, 1973 mm-hmm. version, uh, but uh, we... Yes. We, we found uh, a sort of slideshow with some quotes. <laughs> jazzy music. Uh, it was j- very jazzy music. <laughs> it was pretty sexy, actually. I liked it. Yeah, it was quite sexy. <laughs> I mean, nobody really put an awful lot of effort into the photographs that we got in the slideshow, yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. It looked like it was taken in someone's living room just under overhead lighting. Yeah, there was um, there was one shot of... Um, what, who was the, 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 the uh, female actor? What, in 1973? In 1973. I don't know. Anyway, she won an award for it. Oh, and yeah, then it yeah. had a very awkward shot of her sort of looking slightly bemused yeah, uh, in freeze frame, which was so odd. <laughs> anyway, um, so more usefully, uh, because the 2021 uh, series is based on that film, um, there was some, we watched that one for some sort of idea of what we were about to watch uh, in the film version. And it was quite intense. moving. Yeah, really intense. Yeah. Um, I don't know, should we start with our guest, Flavia? What did you Yeah, Flavia. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Oliver Isaacs is, is fine by me any day of the week and, and I love Oscar. watching Oscar. Did I say Oliver? <laughs> yeah, good. I'm in his brother, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I really fancy him. He, he plays a bit more. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and obviously I'm very pro-red-headed women in, in all television opportunities. Of course. Sure. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looked really intense, very sexy, quite heartbreaking obviously as a trailer they're trying to show us the best bits but they took Mm. us on quite a journey you know there were moments where it looked like quite a happy family and then there were moments where you got the sort of household all packed up like he or she were moving out and Mm. uh yeah there was a moment which made you gasp yeah um well there was what was made me gasp did i gasp or did we gasp did you say gasp maybe i gasped um (laughs) i had a reaction she um there's a line that um our beloved redhead uh, says, and Jessica, Jessica, thank you. Um, and uh, she says, um, <laughs> no, you just delivered it so well. Oh <laughs> Point. <laughs> Expect- expectantly she like, says, she says, sorry that's why there was also a small delay yeah. <laughs> she says i need to leave right now or i'll never leave yes. something like that yeah i don't think i ever can oh, or something like that will, yeah, yeah i don't think i ever will um and that was kind of like oh my gosh this is um 
yeah that's so it was so guttural it was so um yeah really yeah and that that feeling of like um those are the the kind of breakups which are um they're sort of like an impulse it's scary isn't it so there's like an impulse and you have to act on that impulse otherwise you could get stuck in in something i know i get it yeah there was something in her that was sort of like i've i've been in this for years and i you know, I, I, if I, I can sense that if I don't do this now, I will just resign myself to this state of being. And yeah, it's not very nice. That's not a very nice sort of uh, place to be. Anyway. Yeah, so it'll be interesting if they ex- if that sort of is explored or affects us in the same way in the mm. 1973 film, which we're going Indeed. to watch. Indeed. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we hope that it's more than just stills and slideshows. My my thoughts on the trailer was it looked like relentlessly intense and I, I it kind of annoyed me because I was like, oh, you're just, just really laying on this whole thing of like, it's a breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really intense. So anyway, I don't know. And then five hours of that seems excessive to me I, I don't know I don't know yeah, they're both really sexy though so mm. you know five true, hours of true. them being really sexy yeah. and maybe yeah. crying I didn't actually recognise either of them until it said their names and I was like oh that's good acting yeah uh, older, good good makeup yeah <laughs> possibly older <laughs> yeah, no. yeah yeah um, I'm excited for this jazzy hour of stills at the very <laughs> least <laughs> you said slow-mo earlier as well yeah yeah our marriage <laughs> It's art house, is what it is. So it's time for our question from the audience. Hooray! Yay! (laughs) Um, And this week's uh, question from the audience is from Beryl, who is from Fingering Ho in Essex. Hi, Beryl. Hi, Beryl. Um, And Beryl writes. I feel like my relationship... Oh, sorry. Dear A to Z of Sex and Men. Of course. Mm. I feel like my relationship... Uh, oh, I can't read that. Um, oh, yeah. My relationship needs to end. I need to improve your handwriting, Beryl. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm too scared to initiate the breakup. I still love my partner, but we're both really unhappy, fight all the time, and we haven't had sex in months. To make it worse, we've been together for three years. I'm scared. I'm throwing it all away. What if I never find love again? That's Beryl. Oh, man, Beryl. Beryl, that's really tough. It's difficult because we don't have a lot of information as to why it's not working, Mm -hmm. especially seeing as she is still in love. Yeah. I don't know how old she is. Um, Not that that should play a a part. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose it's like if you're fighting all the time, I mean, that's, that's a very stressful situation to be in. And it's where the, is the fighting coming because there's like a sort of breakdown of communication, mm-hmm. which if the communi- if you were able to work on the communication, would that be solved? Or is it a case of like, this has kind of deteriorated too far yeah. to save as a relationship? And if it is a breakdown in communication, we'd encourage you to listen to episode C, our next episode where we discuss communication issues actually, in more yeah. detail. Yeah, um, <laughs> got some tips. We've got some tips but, there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like, Sometimes you can, you know, you can still love someone, but actually your time together as a relation, as like a partnership might come to an end and that's okay. And three years isn't so very long a time. It might feel like Mm. a long time, but you know. It might particularly feel like a long time if it's her first relationship or if it's one of her, if if she's had lots of relationships and she's sort of a bit more advanced in age. So she might feel more like she needs to cling on to that. Mm -hmm, Um, I don't know. mm Mm-hmm. But I, I think worrying about not finding love again is like, I, I, th- I understand why you're worrying about it, but it's also like, 
if you're unhappy in this relationship, surely it's better to be single mm. and happy than in a relationship and not happy. Mm. Absolutely. And there are yeah. lots of advantages to being single uh, oh, yeah. that you wouldn't have in, in, in being as being a couple. So, um, like if you want to watch Bridgerton and your partner doesn't, yeah. you can just watch it whenever you want. You have the freedom to do what you like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think Watch we put a lot of pressure on uh, relationships where uh, I think terminology things like oh, it's a failed relationship mm. if a relationship comes to an end. Mm. It really gets my goat. Yeah, the me, idea yeah. that, you know, for a relationship to succeed, you just have to stay together until one of you dies. Yeah. Is yeah. that the only way to mm-hmm. have a successful relationship? Mm-hmm. I completely Sometimes agree. Sometimes things have run their course and yeah. it shouldn't be, oh, what a shame. Mm-hmm. You know, this, mm-hmm. all these antiquated ideas I, I think just have no place in modern in the modern really world. Oh, I completely agree. And I think it's the mm. same with any kind of relationship, like a friendship, mm-hmm. a parental relationship, a family relationship, yep. a, a, a intimate relationship, a dentist yeah. relationship. <laughs> like all of those things had value mm. and still have value, even if you're not in them anymore. You still remember them. They're still they're still valuable. Yes. Like they had it's a, like a value in that time, in yeah. that place in time. And they yeah. all and have contributed to the person yes. that you are now. They exactly. were a stage in your they did a thing. Life. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You might like might have learnt things from them, like emotionally, practically about yourself, you mm. know, and that's that's valuable. That's great. If you can have a loving breakup, I know it's painful, but that is almost better than being like, I hate you and never want to see you again. Although if they are fighting, maybe it would be like that. <sighs> it might be, yeah. Mm. Either way, I think it's that kind of thing. It sounds like you know that something needs to give. Either you need to break up or you need to have like a very serious conversation. And I think you'll feel a lot better after doing it, even if it's difficult and painful to do it on the sex front um just she says that they haven't had sex in months and mm. obviously they've been together for three years so months in a three-year period is actually quite a long time mm-hmm. not but is it sex. months like three months or like 12 months Doesn't say. Like, well yeah. if she says we haven't had sex in months i mean you wouldn't say that if it were two months would you you'd probably yeah, you'd say, say if it was more like yeah, yeah yeah more than three yeah yeah i think so it sounds like they need to have a proper conversation i think so, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And and I think ultimately it sounds like, like you do love each other and if you, you know, if you, if like, if their love is strong enough, then you'll want to listen to each other mm. and you'll want to kind of work through it, be that staying in the relationship or breaking up. Yeah. And she's not alone in it. This decision making and this, yeah. you know, these aspects are going to be something that her partner is also yeah. experiencing and will have opinions or points yeah. of view on. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. exactly, yeah. Yeah, if you've noticed something, no doubt your partner has as well. Yeah. Well, All right. I hope that helped a bit, well, Carol. Thank um, you so much for thanks, the question. Thanks, Yeah, Ooh. thanks for the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think that moves us on to the technical part of our episode. Yes. So, we're now uh, going to be talking a little bit about, or actually Flavia's going to be talking a little bit about, uh, the technical side of a breakup. What happens? What is that? How does that? It's such an emotional thing. Like you are always like take us through the the steps. Well, well, you know, just because the the right thing to do when you want to know about anything is to Google it. Oh, I did actually Google it. Uh, I I googled. (laughs) Breakups. Okay. Uh, and the first thing that came up was an article uh, that started with the, the quote, breakups happen for a whole host of reasons, which Do I thought, they? you know, very Inspired. insightful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
not at all broad, no. um, <laughs> but also totally fair, you know, yes, any number yes. of reasons. Uh, the next article I quite enjoyed was the five stages of a breakup, oh. which are, are the five stages that I think you also go through. Grief. Grief. Yeah. So yeah. Got, yeah. Uh, denial. Yeah. Anger. Yeah. Bargaining. Yeah. Depression. Yeah. Wow. And acceptance. Yes. And I think you Gosh. can go through them in different order and, and, and for different lengths of time and, and bounce yeah. around mm-hmm. and just, you know, have a real tumultuous mm. emotional a time, time with it. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. up, go down, go sideways. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But obviously, yes, technically a, a relationship uh, breaking down or breaking up is uh, two or more people deciding they no longer want to be in whatever form of committed relationship mm-hmm. or commitment that they have mutually engaged with mm-hmm. or hopefully mutually mm. yes. that's a different kind of relationship um, yes. so uh, yes so two people or more mm-hmm. coming to a decision maybe one person comes to a decision and breaks up with another mm. person who perhaps does not wish to be broken up with mm-hmm. but one cannot stay in a relationship with someone who no longer wishes to be in a relationship with you or once again you shouldn't Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes but that is that's a pearl of wisdom that's good advice not at least without a solid supply of drugs and uh, (laughs) sorry no you just shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) so yes Traditionally, a lot of the time people are thinking of it as two people in a monogamous relationship going their separate ways and freeing each other from the monogamy that they have been engaged in to go and potentially start relationships with other partners but obviously mm-hmm. there are other terms uh, yeah there are other rules if you're in polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. or open relationships mm-hmm. there's all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. going on there the many various different ways of uh, of having a relationship are almost as varied as the ways in which you might decide to break down a relationship yeah. as the lady in the first quotes mm. yeah. <laughs> there are many different yeah. many different reasons for a breakup I like that we, we, we haven't found out any of them I was waiting I was like what are all these reasons <gasps> all these reasons we'll discuss them I'm Blimey. sure I'm sure we will well, I've actually got an interesting question mm-hmm. because so we were talking about um, just touched on it with the polyamory side but I think yeah. this applies in all relationship mm-hmm. types um, it's just interesting that we, and we've previously spoken, Jacinta, about um, when we get into relationships, we don't go from strangers to um, marriage. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there Some is that TV do. program. Yes, okay. yes. There is that TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. But typically, it's a staircase up or down, or whichever direction the I'm staircase goes in. I'm interested that your hand is going downwards. I went like this. My, one hand went up, one hand went down. No, it was actually just you went from like a relationship up there to marriage. <laughs> to marriage. <laughs> yeah. And I did think that was quite interesting. It took me a moment to sort of compute what you said because I was like. <laughs> do you know why? It's because. Do you Usually know why? people build up to things. <laughs> Come not... on. To excavate down to <laughs> It's an archaeological day to marriage. <laughs> marriage in the centre of the earth. <laughs> At some point you'll stop ridiculing me and I'll try and explain myself. What, what were you trying to say? Sorry. I was going to say, because it's breaking up, I think psychologically I went down and then That's you break up again. So down into a relationship yes, and, and then up, up out. out. Yes. I, I, I do actually I was quite also like trying that to, as an analogy. I was also trying to take up. your cue, Flay, of... of, of being like, it's not always bad to come out of a relationship. No, exactly. It's sometimes good. Yeah. I'm trying to take other yeah. views into no, account. Yeah, I, I love that. Anyway. That's great. So whichever way the staircase goes, 
um, you go into relationships mm-hmm. much more, most people gradually, mm-hmm. um, revealing layers of yourself, mm-hmm. um, agreeing mm-hmm. to stronger commitments, mm-hmm. um, whether that means you're um, becoming uh, more exclusive mm-hmm. or whether it means you're um, agreeing to live together or, or get married mm-hmm. or... Um, buy a rabbit. Buy, buy yeah. a, yes, buy That's a true, rabbit, yeah. have a child, etc., etc., etc. et, cetera, yep. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, have a, Get a shared bank account, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, all these kinds of things that you mm-hmm. can do. Buy a teapot, I don't know. <laughs> Um, That's a, a book. big commitment. Yeah. Well, yes. One yeah. of the first things my husband and I did was buy a book together in oh, an art gallery. Yeah. We've still got it somewhere. It's called Queering Anarchism. Oh, um, awesome. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in the bookcase. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, it might be out on loan to somebody. Um, anyway, um, and but you, we don't do that the other way because when relationships mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, need to end for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, often the jump back up is much more sudden Mm -hmm. so maybe we should start thinking in the future about making our breakups slow and incremental like slowly slowly (laughs) stopping sharing information with someone You come home, they go, how was your day? And you kind of do. And they say, how was your day? And you go, fine. Yeah, you You kind of do it, but you don't announce it. It's not formal. Yeah, because a breakup generally doesn't happen apropos of nothing. There is normally a build-up to it. And the breakup or down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess relationship breaks down. Oh, yeah, no, well, the ups and yes, downs, the ups and downs. Back to my roller coaster. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Yes, yeah, so I was just curious, so, and also mm-hmm. it's not that I was suggesting, but it's I, I was more wondering about. Um, so breakups is one sort of rather more dramatic end to a relationship, but there are also ways, I suppose, in which we subtly, without announcing it, because mm-hmm. it's usually perceived negatively mm-hmm. to, to end a relationship mm-hmm. or to diminish a relationship in any way, we, um, we would subtly alter the parameters of those relationships so that we can maybe close off the parts that are causing us harm or, or we feel like are no longer serving us mm-hmm. in some particular way. How so? So, for example, like you've just said, so if... Um, if uh, there is a friend, for example, let's take a, a different kind of relationship as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a friend that um, is always, um, I don't know, uh, coming around my flat or something like that, and I don't want them to do that all the time. This is not a hint, Jacinta. I was about to say. <laughs> this is <getting> <laughs> Um, but I might I might um, make myself less available on the phone, for example, mm. or I might mm. find ways of making more excuses yeah. and so I'm withdrawing from that person mm-hmm. I'm, I'm removing the option mm-hmm. um, and therefore mm-hmm. I hope and eventually that they'll get the gist of it mm-hmm. and they'll stop hopefully mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, the, the behavior that I don't like is that cowardly mm-hmm. of us though I've yeah. certainly done that before but is it cowardly no I, I quite like a, a friendship withdrawal I think you know I think if it's like if it's like obvious and the, and the other person is like uh, why are you not talking to me anymore yeah. then you kind of have to address it yeah. but I think if you both naturally just drift away from each other I don't think that's ah uh, that's a mutual drift well then though. it's a mutual drift yeah, but you, can right? trigger, yeah. you can trigger a mutual drift though can't you can you? trigger a mutual drift <laughs> 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 that's so great you can you can, you can be you can, can, yeah, yeah. You, can say, I, you can think to yourself I don't want to be that close friends with that person anymore mm. I've very rarely thought this about anybody but you can start to just you don't respond to their texts as frequently mm-hmm. and you don't but surely that's not mutual that's you instigating yes but then drift. they will stop exactly but the sense I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the sense in their mind mm. is the perception that, that you're no longer as close and mm. you can do it you can do it carefully and gradually yeah. without making it a ghost ghost or zombie your friend no, I know. Ghost. no zombie's <laughs> the other one um, yeah yeah, yeah no. 
No, I know. I'm not advising or, this one. Or you yeah. can just say, how dare you ruin my Hindu? You're not invited to my wedding. That's not a real life uh, experience at all from Jacinta. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, that was a that was um that's nothing to do with sex and and dating. So no, well, it's to do with <laughs> dating, I guess. Yes, mm. um, relationships. Yeah, it's actually. I know. Uh, any more on the technical side of breakups? Mm. I mean, I suppose we could go through some of the common reasons for breakups. Is that just a bit well, grisly? I, I just well, I, I just think that <laughs> I imagine that between us, we probably have covered a few of them yes and so, probably with our stories we'll cover some more that's what i that's mm. what i mean yeah, yeah so i think so i think we maybe go on to our stories perhaps so yeah we should we invite our guest to go first oh do you well we my to... funny old thing was i had a sort of range of little stories. yeah how about yes. we have a little story so like warm-up stories yeah yes. i'm like a collection of short stories yes. rather you're an than... anthology uh, yeah, exactly. yes. yeah i love it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i love a collection of short stories yes so in preparation for today i was thinking about uh various breakups i've had over the years and uh my very first you know starting at the start mm. my very first breakup when i was about 10 years old mm-hmm. I was going out with a boy at school who was like the best looking boy in my class. I should, wow. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best but looking 10 year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's still very handsome. Um, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, we were going out with each other secretly. So, you know, mm. I shouldn't necessarily give myself a serious slap on the back about this because I mean <laughs> someone not wanting to talk out loud about you being in a relationship with them I mean we were only 10 it was yeah. you know, are you my boyfriend are you my girlfriend kind of thing yeah. um, but he did something really small I don't know didn't defend me in a in a I don't know classroom mm. disagreement or something mm. and I got very angry and I decided I was going to break up with him and we were in a science lesson and we were doing microscopes oh. and I got a piece of paper and a very 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 sharp pencil and I wrote <laughs> as small as I physically could you're dumped <laughs> and I put it under his microscope <laughs> I don't recall him being terribly heartbroken no. at a primary school reunion many years later I was like I was going out with him and they were all like no you weren't and then I was talking to him on Facebook years after that yeah. and I was like please back me up here was I having some kind of like hallucination yeah, yeah. did yeah. we go out and he was then going no he didn't blame me but was joking at least I hope no he was <laughs> <laughs> I dumped you through a microscope yeah, yes. I, it was my best dumping ever <laughs> that, that is, never top that that's no, pretty that ingenious. needs to be on a TV series <laughs> yeah it does it does yeah. it's excellent yeah. Yeah. it would be yeah. if, we, if we like if we put it in the setting of like a laboratory yes. kind of like it's show. adults yeah, it's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. scientists yeah. And yeah. they're microbiologists. Yeah, and they, they know like, you wouldn't be able to bacteria read that. In the, oh no, 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 actually arrange bacteria in the shape <laughs> yes, of your dumps. Yes, that's good. Yeah, they <laughs> some bacteria <laughs> to form words for them. Yes. <laughs> like some kind of evil microbial yes. yeah. circus master. Indeed. Ringleader. Ringleader, yeah. ringmaster. Um, but yes, there you That's go. Great. There's my my silly warmer up story. Oh, I'm well, sure so everyone else's have a lot more heart. <laughs> I, I, I have a I have a school one of my own, which mm-hmm. is um, I uh, oh god I, I I went out with I, I say I went out. This is completely rubbish. I um I, <laughs> I I basically I was at school with with um, it was a mixed school. We uh, were on a school trip somewhere in the UK. It was like on a in a bus you know like a mini bus and going somewhere. I think we were like a little after school club or something like mm-hmm. that and I was sat at the back with um, 
my friends and, and there was a, a girl that I kind of liked mm -hmm. um, to spend a lot of time with. And um, she, I don't know, for whatever reason, she wasn't very into me at all and I wasn't really into her, but I kind of never had a relationship and we were like a year... 10 or okay, something like yeah. that so I was about what 15 mm -hmm. um, and so all the kids were kind of like making fun of me because they were like you haven't been in, you haven't had ever like kissed anybody you haven't held hands <laughs> with anybody even um, and basically all my friends were like oh we've I've at least held hands with somebody oh my god and so um, this friend um, uh, offered to hold my hand for a gr literally for an agreed period of time 10 seconds at the back of the bus um <laughs> And so we did. And then they were, all my friends were like, you're now dating. And uh, she was like, ooh, no, we're not. And then, and then all my friends were like, no, you've, been, you've just been dumped in the back of the bus oh on a school trip. God. And it was like, it was, it was like the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened in, for, in terms of, you can't even call it a relationship. Because <laughs> it was like, You held hands for 10, 10 seconds. seconds. <laughs> I know, but I, I know, you oh know, you went God. in fast, well, you, you burnt out quickly. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was meteoric. It was yes, absolutely. And then it was gone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I, was a childhood trauma that I clearly have not dropped. <laughs> it sticks with you. Yeah, it does. It does. These silly things do. Oh to this God. day, you won't hold hands with no, anyone. No. Well, that's, that's for other reasons, but yes. <laughs> God. Anyway. Well, I don't have any school breakup stories, so. Oh. Do you, want to, do you want to go straight into grown-up breakup break stories? All oh, right, yeah. I'll start with the grown-up breakup yeah. story. Okay, so, um, yeah, to get a little heavier. Oh. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> so, again, the longer stories. Um, I guess, so, I, I had, like, little breakups, as in, like, I slept with someone a few times, and then we were like, let's stop seeing each other. But that's, like, it is kind, It is a breakup of sorts, mm. but I suppose I want to talk about my, my main breakup. Yes. Which is with my ex-boyfriend. I want to preface this by saying... My ex-boyfriend is an amazing human being, and if he listens to it, which I sincerely doubt, and I kind of hope he doesn't, but <laughs> if he or any of his friends listen to it, I want them all to know that I say this all with the greatest love and respect for mm -hmm. him. Okay, so um, we had been seeing each other for like a year, and then we'd had a kind of breakup from that, because I revealed that I'd been sleeping with other people, um, and then I got very, very upset and smoked lots of Sobrani black Russian cigarettes <laughs> and, <said, laughs> and realised that I actually did want to be with him exclusively and the idea of not being with him was really sad to me um, and he was like no I'm too upset and hurt and I don't trust you and I was like okay fine I started to feel a bit better then we met up and then he was like maybe we should get back together <laughs> and then um, and then I was like okay the thing is you have to trust me like I can't get back together with you if you don't trust me and he was like no no I understand that I do so we got back together and we were like officially together now and it was then we were, we were seeing each other for like another year and then my dad died during that year and he was incredibly supportive but I think towards the end of that year it kind of got to the point where I think I was it's like you don't get over someone dying in like a year or in like a few months but it's kind of gets to the point where you as the person I felt bad at how much he was kind of taking on for me. Like, I knew it was difficult for him, but then he felt bad feeling that it was... He felt bad, like, thinking it was difficult because he was like, I'm not the one who had someone die. But I'm like, yes, but you're supporting someone through that, which is really hard. Yeah. So, anyway, he wanted to go to see... Uh, stay with a friend of his at New Year. Now, again, this is a breakdown communication. I was always secretly a little bit jealous of this friend because she was really, really beautiful and she was, like, his best friend. Um... And, but she's amazing as well. If you're listening, she's amazing. She's a really amazing person. Okay. So they were, um, they were, um, he went to stay with her at New Year and New Year was about the time that my dad died. 
So I think it was all like coming up, I was feeling very emotional. And I went to a New Year's party and there was someone there who I hadn't seen for quite a long time. Um, and we ended up kissing. And then I was like, I've, I've done it now. <laughs> like, this is, as far as he'll be concerned, this is it. So I was like, okay, we'll just go back to my house. And then I remember there being a moment being like, we, I, could, I could get out of the train here and not do this. And then like going past the stop and being like, okay, <laughs> that's going to happen. And then we slept together. And then the next day, I remember waking up and that sort of horrible feeling of knowing that like I personally have like ruined this thing that was so like so supportive and I remember like going to the shower to try and like wash the feeling off me and then like literally like clutching my my tummy and like like leaning over in the shower and like like sobbing it was horrible and then going back down and the the guy was getting ready to go and I was like let's talk about what's just happened because I feel awful and so we talked about it a bit and then he left and it was he he was a good friend like, I I don't I don't blame him at all like that was you know it was just one of those new year things <laughs> that happen um anyway I was like I have to tell my boyfriend as soon as I can but let let him enjoy his holiday and then he messaged me a couple of days later being like oh I think like the next day on New Year's Day being like I love you which he never just apropos of nothing sent me text saying I love you and I was like why why is this happening and then he was like oh this is actually a really difficult time because a friend of the family has just died um so it's all pretty intense here and I might come home early and I was like okay I'll meet you at the station so I met him at the station and he was like he was like being so affectionate like more affectionate than usual he was like I'm so happy to see you it's so nice to see you kissing 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 holding hands la la and I was like, I have to tell you something. So we were walking from Euston, trying to find somewhere like vaguely nice to sit. And there's like nowhere very nice near Euston. Well, there mm. certainly wasn't then. Mm. And then we found this pub, this horrible pub. And we sat down at a table and I was like, I have to tell you something. And I told him everything. And he was just sitting there like completely, like his face. I just remember it was like stone. And then, I, and you know that thing where you're like, just say, please say something. Mm. And he was like, have you done this before? And I was like, no. Like, how can that be your first question? I promised you, like, you had to, you know, you, like, I, I'm telling you this now because it's only happened now. Anyway, he was like, I have to leave. He left. I cried and cried and cried. Then I left. And then we met up again and we talked about it again. And we actually had some really good conversations about it. And then eventually he met up and he was like, okay, I've come to a decision. And we, we went back to my house and he was like, we have to break up. And I was like, I knew you'd say that. Um, but I guess maybe I hoped you didn't, wouldn't, but I knew you would. And then he was, and then, and then we had sex again and then uh, we broke up. And then we had a, we, and, and I remember after he left, just feeling like completely like numb, like I like just didn't, like didn't feel anything. And then I called my friend, who was like my best friend from school, um, who I'm no longer friends with because I ruined her handy. I'm saying, I'm saying. You did not ruin her handy. Um, All that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I called her and I was like, Bearing in mind, I'd been there for her through a couple of breakups. I was like, my, I've just broken up with my boyfriend. Oh, he's just broken up with me. And do you think you can come around? And I don't really often ask people to do things like that. And she was like, oh, I would. It's just my dad is here and I don't see him very often. Fair enough. I understand that. Um, so I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> and then I just like hung up. And then I was just there like, I don't know what to do. And then 
we were talking about Clueless earlier. Yes. So, um, and I actually watched Clueless for the first time. And I was like, I've never watched Clueless. And I feel nothing. I'm going to watch Clueless. And actually, it was kind of the perfect film to watch in that moment. And, but I mean, actually, after that, we had a, like a, a post-breakup chat. We, we, it, we, we probably did our best communication, like, in those couple of weeks between me telling him and just after breaking up. And it was actually quite kind of very beautiful how we communicated. But also, I know I, I know he was really hurt. And, you know, it was just a bit of... It, it was just hard. It was just a very emotionally hard. Mm. Also, one other thing I would say, I met up with a friend, an ex-friend now. Um, God, he's ex-friend. I'm not <laughs> friends with anymore, my Good goodness. <laughs> so much drama in my life. Don't break up. And we, we I, cause I was just like, I, I feel so awful. I just need to drink with people until I, until I can tell him so um i i met up for drinks with with this friend and i was talking to him about it and he said well you want to break up with him and i was like no i don't oh yeah no it was be- it was between me telling my boyfriend and him officially breaking up with me and i was like no i don't why are you saying that and he was like well you wouldn't have told him if you didn't want him to break up with you and i was like what it's just that idea of like just don't say anything if you don't want to break up it was but it was it really it's like a little worm in my mind. Everyone has a very mm. different moral code. Yes. Yeah. I remember talking to someone once, and I think I was wringing my hands over whether I wanted to break up with someone or not. And uh, we worked at a theatre together, and we were sat at the bar. And he said, well, do you have someone you're going on to next? You know, have you started seeing someone? Wow. And I said, no. And he went, well, don't break up with him now then. Yeah. Wow. And I like, was really, like, I know. No, this is not, this is not how my moral compass yeah. sits. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, God, and, yeah. And the question of, you know, is it worse to be broken up with for someone else? Like, mm. this person is better than you? Yeah, yeah. Or is it better to be broken up with for no one else, which is like, literally no being on my own is better than <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, actually, I think it's right. I think you, yeah, I think, I think you should break up with someone if you're not happy in the relationship. Mm, mm. If it's not bringing you more happiness, mm. happy times yeah. than, than not happy times. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I think it's very simple. I do think when people say things like this, it's annoying because it's like, it's a very simplistic way of going like, oh, you'd prefer to be alone than with me or you'd prefer to be with someone else than with me. And it's not that. It's like our relationship has come to a natural end mm. and it's not bringing us the same thing that it did before. So we need to end this phase of our life. Yeah. I don't think it's as simple as like... Well, yeah, it's the hurt speaking, isn't it? Yeah, when you've, exactly. When you've been broken up with... Exactly. The, the hurt, the various stages, the denial and yeah. the anger will come out in yeah. those sorts of ways. Also, on the moral compass note, I wonder whether it's a combination of just not just moral compass, but I suppose also moral compasses are, compasses are formed by experience. But I was going to say that friend's experience. Mm-hmm. Because if that friend's experience... Was it a man? Did yes, you say? it was, yes. yeah. Um, I wonder if that his experience was... Uh, that he has either or has been it's happened to him where he's been broken up with because the person yeah, it's, didn't it's, want to be with them and, and was cheating or he or vice versa hmm. it's so, possible i mean yeah it's just curious but yeah yeah i i don't really know specific i mean he's a bit of a i don't talk to him anymore for other reasons okay, okay. for reasons i have mentioned on the podcast before actually but i'm not going to We're not crossing the story the i'm not crossing no, 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 stories no, 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 no. i know they go I know. It was interesting you said uh, you managed to calm yourself with a film. Yeah. My, my big breakup story mm-hmm. um, was like my my first being in love and mm. then the, the subsequent breakup. And and he he dumped me over voicemail. 
and my mum was in hospital at the time and I was working on a show and I was working these really long hours I was 18 and um yeah I he'd been trying to talk to me there clearly were things that weren't working out and he wanted to talk to me about it but I kept being like look I'm in a tech I'm in like a 18 yeah, hour yeah. tech I'm not going to and he yeah. was like well you have to have a lunch break it's a legal requirement and I was like this isn't how theatre works yeah, you no. do not know <laughs> what a tech run is yeah, no. exactly. oh my God. I was like I will get a time to go out for food but I can't tell you when it will be yeah, sort yeah. of thing and this just did not compute um, and fortunately every other night that week I had worked late and gone home and then been woken up at eight o'clock in the morning by builders in my house Mm -hmm. and then made my mum some food and taken it to hospital because she hated the hospital food and then I'd be back at the theatre so it was a really rough time anyway Mm -hmm. but that one night my best mate had called up and gone what are you doing? And I've been like, oh yeah, I'm just finishing up and I'm going to go home. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, you're not. You're going to come to the pub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe. And I managed to call a neighbor mm-hmm. and get him to go and feed the cat. And then I went and met my mates in a pub that one of my mates worked in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I only managed to get like one drink in before it was last orders anyway. And then my best mate was like, come crash at my house. Mm-hmm. And I was in her spare room because I was going to have to get up early mm-hmm. uh, where ordinarily I would have slept in her room. So it was a lot of very unusual circumstances. And it was that night that he decided to phone me, leave me a voicemail, dump me and then switch his phone off. And oh God. My best mate basically found me on the floor of the spare room. This is her mum's house, you know. Her mum's in one room here and she's over here and I'm just in the middle. And I'm on the floor keening. I'm just wailing and I'm trying to call him and trying to call him and leaving him his voicemail. I was like, why have you you done this to me? Why have you done this to me? And the only way she managed to calm me down was by Mm. taking me downstairs and making me watch Austin Powers. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It's something that's like... I think it's just taking you out of yourself a bit and away from the circular thoughts that can just get really negative but I mean mm. I, I I was horrible I I, I phoned and phoned and phoned yeah. him and I was in horrendous amounts of pain and oh. I remember calling I started calling his friends and being yeah, like yeah. why is he doing this to me um I spoke to my mum in mm-hmm. hospital and I was like what what do I do and she was like I did all these things when your dad and I broke up so you know you need wow. to ask him rather than ask mm. me because oh, I'm not good at this so I then phoned my dad and I was like dad what do I do yeah. I remember so distinctly I was by the Boudicca, Bodicea by yeah. Westminster because mm-hmm. my mum was in St Thomas's mm-hmm. um, and uh, my dad was just like look your show's still on all the factors that were making it impossible are still in play mm-hmm. just leave him be mm-hmm. and step away and then when the show's closed mm-hmm. see where things stand then and so I went from like calling him all the time and calling his friends yeah, to yeah. suddenly not calling him at all Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then after about a week he called me and was like is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was that Gosh. sort of... And I, I think that has informed a lot of my breakups since mm-hmm. where I do kind of retreat a bit and I mm. go, right, I'm going to protect me and give this a bit of space mm-hmm. and see how this unfolds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once I've taken me and my emotional self out of it which is probably really repressed and not (laughs) ideal actually it's not the best way to process emotions but it worked that time and uh, and i probably employed it quite a few other times i was gonna say the opposite i would think that's quite a healthy way to to make decisions and be sensible about it i think you have to take some emotion out of things just to to see things slightly logically yeah because relationships are Mm-hmm. very purely emotional they're not really that logical mm. in a lot of ways 
Mm-hmm. Um, the logic kind of forms around the emotions afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've built a structure and you've put your parameters in place for the relationship, etc. I think mm. it's quite normal to have that um, that reaction. Um, and then, because we we are we are also by evolution, we are emotional creatures first. Yeah. And the logical thinking part kicks in after feelings always yeah. for yeah. everybody, every yeah. human. Doesn't it's matter if you're like monkey brain. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's a balance, isn't it? Because I suppose it's like you need to acknowledge your emotions and and sometimes you need to be honest about your emotions, but not just being like. I'm going to break up with you because I'm feeling mildly annoyed in this no. one moment. Like, I suppose it's like... I did once cite the fact that uh, he made an awful lot of noise eating in a breakup conversation with someone once. Because when I and said I to him, to that. you are driving me insane <laughs> by making... Or the way he slurped his tea, I yeah. think. And he went... He, when, he, when I brought it up to him, he would slurp his tea more because uh, he thought it was funny. No. So when I brought it up no, in no. our breakup conversation, he was like, you're joking. And I was like, no, no. I told you over and over again that it drove mm. me mad. No, exactly. Mm. No, but that, that, and that's a case of him repeatedly not li- actively not listening as well. Yeah. Also, I thought you were going to break into like, pop. <laughs> and then he ran into my knife what yes. 36 times because yeah. he wouldn't stop slurping yeah. <laughs> my um, my husband and I have this as well um, my husband is a very noisy open mouth chewer if left to his own devices oh my gosh it drives and me and it drives me I've got misophonia you know, the yeah way, I think yeah, I do that sort of sound where well, you hate the sound of people eating mm-hmm, and drinking mm-hmm, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing and so um, I but I I've, well, I went through a phase of telling him again and again and again mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he has since changed yeah, so changed when I'm in the room when we when he's mm-hmm. in the same room as me sometimes I do still have to remind him that I'm mm-hmm. there like um and all I but all I have to do now is be like um or give him yeah. a nudge yeah and then he'll stop yeah so that's a lot better than the kind of than doing it again doing it louder yeah exactly yeah no I totally totally um respect that as, a, as part, part of a decision to break up yeah with sometimes yeah, yeah. deciding to break up with someone is a series of little things well this is like, it this is it well like, like you know our lifestyles don't mix well together because yeah. I don't know you don't like eating the same food as me yes, or yes. Um, you don't like going to museums or whatever you know if you have things that you really enjoy doing and of course you can have interests separate from your sure. partner but yeah. if you don't have anything that's you need things in common. But I mean, I think I think this is a reason why sometimes people break up after moving in together because it's like, okay, it's all very well if we're seeing each other once or twice a week and having sex and it's all lovely. But once we're living together, I'm literally hearing you eat every day. Mm. I'm seeing your stuff all over the floor. I'm, yeah. You know, there's like, you know. I'm, there's no escape. There's no escape. Yeah. Mm. You're leaving toothpaste stains in the sink. Yeah. You're no longer like... guests in each other's homes. No, you're, exactly. You're exactly, of, yeah. You know, the standards are the natural standards rather than the kind of... Uh, implicit standards of oh I've got guests coming over I've got to Tidy at least up. move some yeah. things around so yeah. not all over the floor yeah yeah, yeah exactly anyway um we we haven't had your story yet mm. no right. you haven't I mm-hmm. suppose you have well I, um, yeah okay so um lots of this will have similar themes because sure. I'm now the third person telling the same sort of idea of, course, of yeah, yeah. um but uh this is um this story started a couple of months just before um I met Jacinta um, and we lived together in um, a very strange uh, little flat arrangement, flat share arrangement. Um, <clears throat> but, it's actually but quite a big flat. It was quite a big, yeah, yes, it was big. But the arrangement was small. The, arra- yeah. the arrangement was, was mini. It was, it was written on a, micro- on a thing, you know, on a microscope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yes, so this, uh, I met this guy on uh, Grinder mm-hmm. of all uh, glamorous places. Mm-hmm. And um, we we met in a, a pub in uh, Wood 
green, which doesn't really matter. I'd always put a location to my <laughs> it's story. Like, it's really it's important to me. It's because we link our memories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a we had a drink. Now the thing is, I wasn't drinking at the time mm-hmm. because I was on medication for um, a skin condition. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had a drink. I didn't. I had something soft. And then he said, um, "Well, I suppose I remember saying something like, oh, well, I suppose we we should, um, you know, go back to yours or something.'" And and do it. And I was like, okay, sure. And mm-hmm. at the time, I remember, it's really funny. I'm at the time I'm thinking, well, you're probably going to be a one-off um, thing. Yeah. Anyway, so then we went back to mine. We had sex. It was actually quite romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I've always had like things where, where when sexual partners are very romantic, I, it, I, I, I get very sort of, oh, you know, it sort of makes my heart go. Mm-hmm. And actually he was the same. And he was sort of saying all these little romantic things. And anyway... We were together for a couple of months and I was about to be in a show in the March and um, it was like a puppetry sort of thing and had mask work and it was actually about the um, Thousand and One Arabian Nights, you know, the Scheherazade mm-hmm. yeah, tale. Yeah, awesome, yeah. And I was really enjoying it. I was going through that and doing lots of rehearsals, not drinking. Meanwhile, I was seeing him um, quite a bit at weekends. He'd come over to mine. Weirdly, I never went to his. I didn't really question it in the entire two months. Mm-hmm. Very odd. I know I should have thought something, but I didn't. Um, and so, yeah. um, we played like computer games on my Xbox and stuff like this. And uh, he didn't actually, he wanted, I know he kept saying things like, oh, I, really, I can't wait for you to come off the medication. So I'd started to wean myself off the medication, spoke mm-hmm. to doctors and said, I don't, I don't want to be in this drug anymore. I want to be able to drink. And mm-hmm. they were like, okay, fine. We'll try you on something else soon if it comes back, whatever. Mm-hmm. So fortunately it didn't, it didn't come back too badly. And I was able to come off the medication. But as I was coming off, I, I was in this show and he, I invited him to come and see it. And um, he was like, okay, but I've got to work and then I've got to go to my mum's house where he was living. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got to, and then can you come and pick me up from there and take me to the show? I was like, fine. So I went out of my way. I was late to my dress rehearsal to take him. And he was also, he also didn't want to pay oh, to see yeah. the show. So mm-hmm. I had to get him. He was a, he, was, he wrote, he was a, he was a, wanted like a trainee journalist or mm-hmm. something, um, like an intern. And he wanted, he, he wanted a press pass. Um, okay. So I said, okay, I'll see what I can do. So I got him a press pass. Oh. He sat in the back in the top um, corner of the thing. Um, I didn't see him write a damn thing down. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, and then he, um, obviously afterwards met up with him in the bar and he, I asked him how what he thought. And he said something really like non-committal, like, oh yeah, it was um, something like, oh, that music or something like, I, and I made the music for the show. Mm. And he said, oh, the music was too much. It was like really loud in that space. Um, and he said something like, um, I said, what did you think of me though in it? And he said, well, I didn't really see very much because you were like, doing puppet work and the back. And I was like, well, that was the yeah, show. That, that's... Yeah. Um, and he was like, uh, he, he, he basically didn't give a lot of any positive comments on it. Yeah. And I thought that was a bit weird. Anyway, um, and then whatever, like, okay, fine. You didn't like it. That fine. Maybe it wasn't for you. That's, I don't, mm-hmm. okay. I don't I'm, take a small amount of insult from it, but I won't like mm-hmm. lose all my sleep over it, whatever. Anyway, my, um, landlord, I should say our landlord, um, mm-hmm. cause, um, I can't remember if you'd moved in by this point, but you were about to. Yeah. It was, it was around. It yeah, was around yeah, there. Yeah. Um, had a, a little party in his living room because he was wont to throw soiree. Little, little things a soiree yeah, he yeah. would call them soirees yes, yes. Um, and where he would play the piano in the corner and sing and yeah. other people he, he had friends who were singers and they would sing as well and blah blah mm-hmm. blah it was quite Ooh. nice he'd do like a little um, uh, he was he was Gibraltarian so he'd do like a big barbecue type thing and do lots of like roasted uh, hot peppers and things like that it was really Ooh. lovely he was a good cook um, he was yeah. a good cook yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he pulled me aside and I, and I invited um, 
I invited this my boyfriend at the time, mm. and um, at some point there I hear I, I go to my bedroom, I retreat to my bedroom for a bit, and I can't remember what I'm doing, but I'm maybe getting changed or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And he goes out to the party, my boyfriend, and our landlord. Um, I hear something, I hear this like loud noise and then I don't think much of it, but I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. weird. And then uh, my, my boyfriend at the time comes back into my bedroom and says, your landlord just hit me. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> and I was like, what, why? And he wouldn't explain it. He wouldn't say anything. So um, anyway, the party ends. I speak to our landlord about it and he says, I'll tell you exactly why, because he's still on Grinder. Wow. So... Um, I was like, oh, so then um, I didn't think anything of it. I spoke to him and I said, Do you really, you're still on Grindr. Um, and he was still on a, a sing, like listed a single. And I was like, I don't kind of mind you being on Grindr if you've got like people that you're, you've become friends mm-hmm, with on there because mm-hmm. you get their phone numbers and come off it and stop being on there as single at least. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, but it's just the way I communicate with them and I won't see the messages, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was naive and, and of course. young and it was my first relationship yeah. and I didn't really think anything of it. But anyway, and he refused to take single off for ages and then he kind of compromised and did mm-hmm. um, after I kind of insisted for a couple of weeks because I kept seeing him pop up mm-hmm. on it. And I, I'd like, was, I, I'd been off it the entire time we'd been mm. together. Um, anyway, um, and then um, at some point um, I get really paranoid because he's always on his phone sitting on my bed with mm. his phone like close to the wall. Yeah. And um, he, every time I sit next to him, he's playing this like really boring like one of those like sim city style games on right, his phone yeah. like we build theme parks whatever mm-hmm. it is and i'm like that's weird you're always on that game mm-hmm. of course he wasn't he was looking on grinder right, and he yeah. brought up the game quickly when i came to sit near him so um doing insane. he he we were what i remember really clearly we were watching um inglorious bastards and he went to the loo mm-hmm. no sorry he went outside to get a cigarette and um I, he left his phone in the room and mm. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I knew his password because I'd seen him do it mm. enough times. And I, the temptation overcame me to mm-hmm. look at his phone and go in. And I found him, not only had he like made friends on Grindr, that's fine, I don't mind that too much, but he had agreed to meet up with people mm-hmm. uh, who had like, they, it, was, it was a sexual flirtatious conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they hadn't slept together yet because the li- one of the lines in the mess in the text was, maybe next time I can see your cock. Right, mm. yeah. Um, and he replied, yes, I'm sure you can, or something like that. Gosh. Um, anyway, I confronted him about it. He was really mad at me that I'd broken his privacy. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really mad at him that, I, that that was the point that yeah, he was yeah, taking from this. Trust, yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing with me was that it wasn't just like, anyway, so we, we I, uh, he, decided that he wanted to, he left loads of stuff around my flat and Mm -hmm. it was the early part of the year. So we had a Valentine's day. So we'd given, we'd given each other gifts and stuff like that. He Mm -hmm. just, he wanted to take everything uh, that he'd left in my flat all in one go. Right. Yeah. Um, So he went around and systematically took like computer games, like Mm -hmm. um, clothes, things like that Mm -hmm. that he left. And I remember him leaving and I knew at that point that that was the end of the relationship. And it's just interesting. I wanted to sort Mm -hmm. of touch back in with what Mm -hmm. your, your stories, because um, in all of our stories, mm-hmm. there was a moment before the relationship physically ended, yeah, yeah. physically ended, before the relationship actually ended, yeah, and we yeah, didn't yeah. want to see them officially, a, a, ended, officially yeah. anymore. Mm. Um, we all had our kind of emotional, like, yeah. over overload uh, yeah. moment. Because um, I, at that point, he'd left, I ran to watch him leave, walk mm-hmm. home out mm. of a bathroom window, because he, he walked in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then I ran back into my room, no one was home. Mm-hmm. I 
fell to my knees and I screamed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've never produced that sound before and I haven't produced it since. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like a guttural, came from somewhere deep, um, yeah, like beneath mm-hmm. the earth deep, not from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it, thir- it was my first no, relationship yeah, yeah. and I was yeah. in my 20s and I'd never yeah. had anything and I'd never, I didn't think I was going to get anything again, yeah. Beryl. Um, <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, and then and the, but the relationship wasn't over. He was just saying, "I need to, we need to take a break. I need to see you less." And he took all his stuff back. Interesting. And I uh, and we phoned each other a couple times. Yeah. I, my my response was to run down, get on a train, and go to my parents' house mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. to um, a safe space yes. somewhere. Where, yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah. and then I had to come, and then I came out to my parents because they didn't of officially know. Wow, 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 yeah. Because I it was a saw big, no need to tell big them. Day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw no need to tell them because they. I had never been in a relationship, so why did they need to know? Sure. Um, although, of yeah. course, they already knew. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But there's no sort of official yeah. announcement. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a long, longish story. Sorry. But anyway, um, no, that no, was, that's the whole thing. No, exactly. Really. And then and then the numbness came. So that was the mm-hmm. thing I wanted to make. Uh, the numbness came afterwards when yeah. we'd been on the phone a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came over and we had a more official conversation. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and then I felt very numb. And I called. Mm-hmm. I did the thing as well. Where I called him obsessively um, mm-hmm. after we'd kind of agreed that yeah. it was over. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I'm thinking about you. I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Feeling, and you really, need to have like, a chat with my dad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, clearly. I, I know. I know. I definitely. My sort of very first time I was in love, and it was clear that, that wasn't going anywhere. I I definitely called that person a lot, and still feel slightly embarrassed about it. Although I shouldn't, I because it's you know yeah, it's just it's a young first love reaction yeah. but like but yeah I think from that point on I was like I'm never going to do it when I break up with someone I'm just going to keep going <laughs> like, but yeah. it is you know it it's I think it's interesting in all our stories there was like there was a, gut, a very guttural reaction um certainly then there's like the sort of numb feeling and there was all, always a film involved we always very vividly yes. remember to film yes which I think is quite interesting isn't it yeah this is our, this is our takeaway is that if you're in the midst of a breakup or about yeah. to have one get, yes. get your, get your get, DVDs get, get out get your, 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 yeah. get your Netflix and you will always out. remember yeah. that film yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible though because you were saying how you like and, and there's the moment when you know I, I've mm. got back together with almost every single person I've ever gone out with really Wow. I think my my son's father is the only person mm. I haven't flip flopped. Mm. I suppose because That's the stakes there were a bit too high for that kind of messing about. It was yeah, yeah. That makes make, a lot of sense. Yeah, that that needed stricter parameters for the security of everyone involved. Yeah, which but specifically to, my son to both yeah. of you for for actually. Um, adhering to those and, and realizing. Oh my gosh, our breakup's hilarious. We have a contract. We have a breakup agreement. Wow. I'm yeah. That outlines, well, because there's a child no, involved, of course, of to course, outline yeah. what all the uh, the parameters are around what mm-hmm. uh, what we do in terms of uh, introducing new partners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how much time is spent at each home, yeah. what we do to remunerate if we, mm. you know, someone covers a shift for someone else. Yeah, did you yeah. come up with this yourself or mm. did you, yeah? That's Honestly, yeah. the morning we broke up, we drew a, I was a theatre producer at the time, so mm-hmm. you know, love, love a good spreadsheet. We yeah. drew a schedule have, yeah. and because <laughs> seven skills. days a week yeah. doesn't break down no, evenly no, yeah. into uh-huh. two, yeah. it's a fortnightly schedule, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, which is still, it's not quite the basis of the one we have now because lockdown changed things, sure, but yeah, it yeah. was until lockdown mm. when our son was, what, six? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, the, it was the basis of what we used even back then. Wow. Um, That's, and, yeah. and then we drew up an agreement... So that we knew what we'd agreed. 
Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's actually been borrowed and used by quite a lot of other friends mm. of mine. And like, oh God, we've, we've given interviews for like magazines and newspapers wow. about it. Yeah. Because we, you know, we have our ups and downs and there have been moments where we end up having a, a bit of a blazing row about things, but not that often, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've just sort of always prioritised making sure that our child is secure and has equal time with both parents mm. and that nobody's feeling like they've got the duff end of the stick I guess yeah. I think that's really really good my my it's a great inspiration actually and if if anyone does have children and are breaking up or whatever that's a it's a good it's a good thing to to I recommend it highly yeah. I like being a separated yeah. parent because it means that the time I spend with my child yeah. is time that it's almost a bit like you were saying when you move in together, like the time you spend yeah. with a partner when you haven't moved in together, it's intentional yeah. and you make yeah. the effort. Yeah. When I have my child, I make the effort. I don't yeah. get a bit like, oh, goo. Yeah. Well, a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Maybe sure, you watch the, the same yeah. television programme over a million yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the the... I've lost track of what I was saying. Well, you say so from from the perspective of my my parents broke up when I was three, mm. and they I think they did it very well from my perspective as mm. a child, and um, it was similar. My mum said that actually because because my um, brother and I have different dads, and mm. she arranged it so that she would have both of us at the same time, so she could really enjoy being with her children, mm. and then both of us not there at the same time, so she could enjoy being herself. herself. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it means that I can go to plays, I can yeah. go to parties, I was able to you know start a, a separate relationship, and that mm. relationship have its time that's not with my son Mm -hmm. and then you know as per the agreement waiting until the allotted amount of time and then introducing oh yeah we've got lots of rules but Mm. you know it's it's worked and I I, I'm whenever anyone's feeling really bummed out if their relationship's ending and there are children involved I go actually it can be it can be great yeah Mm. Don't don't worry. It, there are lights at the end of the tunnel. That's a great positive note <laughs> <It> to, <is>. to <laughs> potentially close the close yes, the discussion. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So that means it's time for film film film, film. corner. So I loved it. You loved it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I thought it was really good. I thought it was too long. I mean, it was. I, but I thought it was how. <laughs> how it can be like how it can how the how there can be a mini series that's like double the length of that thing. Well, that's I really what I know. I, I feel it's the most indulgent thing in the world. It really was. Mm. To have yeah. five hours of that. <laughs> I know. I, I I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, right. Well, before I mean, we can go through like specific bits, but um, maybe we should like as we've we've given a, a broad like. Loved it, hated it, or whatever. Well, you haven't, because I, I heard you say this earlier. I want to hear Flavia. I want to hear okay. your, your take. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Uh, you're right. Indulgent is absolutely the word. Um, he was an abhorrent character. <laughs> and although you sort of sympathised with her to begin with, you then became so infuriated with her lack of self-respect um, mm-hmm. that it just... You wanted to throw things at the television mm. perpetually. Yeah. I felt yeah. you and I wanted to throw One. things at the television. One. We, 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 we were like calling out at the screen a lot, which I actually think is a sign of a great film because we felt moved to be yeah. like, no, don't it. do that. My yeah, God. yeah. But also, I mean, I think the whole last scene I could have done without. Like the, the scene where they ended signing the divorce papers and yeah. she actually shouted at him. I was like, cool. We've got mm. to like a cathartic end. Then he beat her up, and then yeah, there was like, yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, now wow, I'm. That's nothing. Yeah. That was kind of the point where I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not so on board anymore. Yeah. 
I did have a little bit of a Google around about Bergman and uh, he was married five times. Okay. So I, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's an element of this sort of enjoying the idea of your ex-wife still being desperately, yeah. Yeah, hopelessly yeah. in love with you yeah. and never being able to get over you mm. and nobody really comparing to you and the fact that you could always, should you decide to just drop by, whim, yeah. still yeah. cop a feel and yeah. give her a snog. Yeah. And boob, she would just, yeah, with cup. the boob cup. Okay, so I, I do have to say, because um, I, I know that the focus on this episode is, is breakups, but I do want to talk about the, but well, this is a sex podcast, I want to talk about yes. the portrayal of sex in this film. Yes, okay. I very much believed the, I believed the relationship, I did believe it, and I believed the, like, all the kiss. I thought the kissing was really good. I often see, like, really sort of, like, realistic, tender kissing in films. Mm. And, and I thought that was just, like, kissing him all over his face and stuff, and I thought it was really good. But then when they had sex... It seemed to be like they were fully clothed and it took about five seconds yeah. for suddenly like him to be on top and then they'd kind of like move around a bit and then they'd be like, ah, and I was like, oh, that was meant to be sex. It was, yeah. And then I was like, you're not sure. This is like such, this is why we need intimacy coordinators and I'm so glad they exist now. Mm. It wasn't like a portrayal of like bad, it wasn't meant to be like, oh, this is bad sex. It was meant to be like, this is normal sex. And that's not normal sex. Yeah. <laughs> people, if people don't have representations of things, they think they're doing something wrong if they're only comparison is yeah. is film and television that's not giving you realistic expectations that's why porn can be such a problem mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. young people if their expectations are based on something so unrealistic exactly yeah exactly yes so anyway um did you want to the kissing really horrible though really? yeah I like the kissing it felt very sort of closed mouth and sort of just being kind of smushing their faces together yeah um, I agree with Flavia. Really? <laughs> so um, I thought the... I, and I, I agree with you that sex was horrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just yeah. like... Uh, it was false. It was just like, yeah. okay, well, either you're... Sense. No, because you're not... You're clearly not that into each other, or at least one mm. of you is not that into the other one any given time. So the sex would not last five seconds by default. It would go on interminably and then be like, we should probably call it because, oh. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not going to happen. And the kissing was just like this... Yes, it was. I just want my lips to be touching your face because I just want to be so close to you because I love you. That's what it was like. Maybe that's how I kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't think I've cringed so much during a film. I have. I really have not cringed that much at all. Although, I mean, last 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 week with Cool Intentions, I I have to say, Cool Intentions was bad. This film was good. I actually I quite enjoyed the film from a, like it was frustrate it frustrated it was just, me yeah. so then it in, for, by nature it made me feel something so it did a thing whether it did the intended thing is another yes, question yes. I mean, that's, yeah. so do you judge a film for being good because it stirred something in me for the wrong reason I don't know yeah question it was really misogynistic yeah well it, I mean the whole thing was misogynistic all the way through, but it was the 70s that's not an excuse but that was a widespread thing yeah, I do wonder what it was like and why it was received so f- uh, you know the the trailer we watched gave us lots of quotes of people saying how brilliant it mm. was yeah, yeah. and I wonder if there is an element of our looking at a relationship that has violent aspects mm-hmm. that there's there's coercion there's bullying yeah. and all these things that we in our modern world mm-hmm. now identify as absolutely unacceptable but perhaps in a time in a different time mm. it wasn't so bad or it was sort of the norm which yeah. is also kind of more horrifying mm. even so I, I'm 
Okay, I, I I don't disagree. I just want to know which specifically, what specifically did you think was misogynistic about it? I really want to know, like, the specific bits. Because there were loads of points where I was expecting it to do a misogynistic trope, and it didn't. And so, anyway, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I want to know, like, which specific bits. Well, I mean, I suppose overall, as I said earlier, the fact that it felt a little bit like an exercise in a man yeah. uh, enjoying the idea that, that his previous wife wouldn't be able to get over him and he could always come back and he'd just walk in the door Uh and be like kissing her even though he was taking into account that she had other relationships there was a sort of assumed right to her and her body yeah because he was her previous husband he also mentioned narratively he talked about how she had had a previous husband yes yeah yeah. which arguably if we're going to work by these rules was also allowed to just pop by and copper feel as well um but seemingly he didn't really feature at all it was interesting that they made the choice that they decided they weren't going to have any of like early doors we had some other actors but most of the time you only saw them which made it Mm. very intense and and removed an outside world of the film to exist within yeah yeah yeah. Claustrophobia. But I, okay, so he was abhorrent. He was a horrible character. And I I was trying really hard. I did sympathise with him a little bit at the beginning. And then I was sort of trying to sympathise with him till it got to the end where I was like, I, I hate you. And I don't think that watching that in any era, I don't think that would be different. I think that he was clearly painted as behaving really badly. And I think... From the beginning. In the beginning, his first scene, he was go. She's the, oh, the yeah, interview was arrogant. Like, mm, he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us about you. And he, was like, he was like, I'm great at everything. Yes, and every time she spoke, he sat back bored. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not speaking yeah. now. That was yeah. just dull. But, but I was sort of like, okay, that's yeah. just a sign that you're not in a great relationship. And like, you know, lo- lots of us have been in relationships where we've, you know, it's not uncommon to be in a relationship with someone you find boring, but then you realise that you shouldn't be in that relationship <laughs> anymore. I, just, I, I don't think that necessarily makes you a bad person. It makes a sign that you're in a bad relationship. Yeah. And that's not necessarily anyone's fault. But then I, I think, I just think it was like every scene was like laying it on that he was in the wrong. And I don't think, I don't think that Ingmar Bergman was trying to say he wasn't. And and I think that I, I kept waiting for there to be the, the scenes where like, you know, the fact that he like leaves her with the child to look after the children doesn't like, doesn't seem to like ever see his children again. That didn't seem to be painted in any kind of sympathetic way. It, I, I, if anything, it would make me go, oh God, is that what happens to to women when their husbands leave? Like, I think that's us looking at it from a modern point of view, though. I yeah. think he was presenting something that was quite a normal fait accompli. Yeah, it was like, standard. man leaves, oh, well, I'll send you some money for the kids. Yeah. End of. And that's that's the sort of, almost the value of it. It's like the contract, like the social contract. Yeah, is you get that the house that's what the kids, yeah. and yeah. I get my freedom. Yeah. But do you think a contemporary audience would, would look at that and be like, fair enough? Or do you think they would be like, oh God, that's awful. The audience at the time, we think, would have said, that's bad. Yeah, and they wouldn't have... uh, I'd I'd be curious to know what the miniseries does in in 2021, because... It looked like she left, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I'd be interested to see actually how that would affect what we thought about them. I think this would answer our question. So obviously we've got some longer term homework to do. Listen listen to um, one of our thesaurus episodes. Maybe not the one that this episode's supposed to be linked to because time, but at some point we'll watch five hours hours of the miniseries and we'll we'll catch up yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll go back yeah. Oh, yeah, on the, and, and, and just quickly just going back to the, the misogynism and the sorry let you speak <laughs> i would quite like to speak <laughs> just the, the, the one thing i kept expecting them to do and they didn't was she never ever ever blamed the other woman paula and i just if it, that film had been made in the 90s 100 yeah. she would have been like that fucking bitch yeah, yeah, that yeah. never happened and i was like cool 
Thanks for not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she didn't seem to blame him either. She blamed herself. Yeah, yeah, but that's actually much more realistic. That's what people do. Sorry, Raphael, yeah. you speak. Anyways, no, I, well, I, I, I agree, um, obviously. But um, I was going to say, it's interesting because she actually showed a lot of insight into the relationship and mm. the fact that it was decaying from the very beginning. Mm. Um, she was the one who asked the question, um, you know, we, we are, you know, we are in a great marriage, something like that, aren't we? And mm-hmm. um, don't you think, like, do, do you think couples, like, do you think people can be forever? Like, do you think mm-hmm. couples are, like, forever things? Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, no, I think marriage is a five-year contract. And yeah. um, so, but she's testing mm-hmm. the water with that question because she's asking for certainty. She's already, like, I don't know that this is a forever thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they end up being kind of a forever yeah. thing despite yeah. other partners yeah. and their lives mm. moving on and so. she's shocked by everything that happens or seemingly I mean it is shocking I mean yeah. w- w- regardless yeah. of whether you're expecting it or not it's like, a, yeah. like death for example it's a, grie- a grieving process but um, it was just that was just interesting um, and then um, the other bit that I thought um, was really interesting was the way that she um, they kept portraying they, obviously the, going back to sort of misogyny but this mm-hmm. is just kind of the almost <laughs> accepted misogyny of the time was the whole sort of um you know, calling her out on being, I've forgotten the word that he kept using, but like sort of pushy and clingy and stuff like that. And she was sort of, she was um, quite good at like manipulating the situation into her advantage. Or he kept catching her. There was some quite funny funny, moments about like, no, she never succeeded, but it was quite funny. Like the way that she, they they had a nice dynamic, which um, kind of made you believe the relationship a bit and how it had lasted that long. Because they were able to laugh about each other's kind of like, foibles and ways of working yeah which which actually almost made it when it got really horrible at the end i almost couldn't believe that because i was like i can believe that i can believe you had an affair i can believe the marriage fell apart i can believe you didn't want to have sex anymore that's all things that very believably happen in a long-term relationship but now suddenly you're like saying you hated her and you're beating her up like that yeah i'm not saying that doesn't i'm i mean obviously that does happen i know that happens and it's important to explore that but it also just felt so like they've been together for 10 years mm. and nothing like that ever happened. I don't know. I mean, they do say that, don't they? Like the, the lack of um, conflict can actually be a red flag. Like yeah. if you're completely so not yeah, yeah. bothering. It's a bit like when you're like an actor and a director just doesn't, they've given up on you. So they don't bother to point out your problems. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just, Am I doing a good job? Uh, either I'm doing a great job or a really shit one. Yeah, he's not going to get hired again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm probably not going to get another job. Also, I just I wanted to say earlier when you're like, oh, just one more thing and I'll let you speak. I thought Sorry. actually, he, no, 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 no. But I thought it's funny because uh, it's probably right that I speak less now because in the film, like he just talks. But you're not like, you're not him. so it's okay. I'm not him, no. <laughs> but I'm representing the, the male sex. <laughs> Uh, although potentially not the man, the gender of a man, one hundred percent. But there we go. No, exactly. um, anyway, any other any other thoughts? Um, yes, yeah, so I also just want to say. So um, is I've forgotten. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so um, when I'll say one more thing yeah. then while you're thinking. So um, she, the, one of the things that was so detestable, I thought, um, and the reason I found it so detestable was because I've done this, uh-huh. um, is that when you still continue to offer things so when he was telling her all these horrible things like oh you know i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm leaving you i don't want to see you anymore I, I actually i really hate you mm-hmm. um and she's like yeah great would you like some eggs and here you know and she's mm-hmm, like literally mm-hmm. bringing him breakfast mm-hmm. and like it's just yeah bonkers and i was literally screaming internally I going know. stop that but because i've done that yes it was so, so stuff I could recognize. Yes. This is the thing, yeah. It was so relatable. And, and I think the thing, when he says to her, I'm, I'm, I've fallen in love with someone else and I'm leaving tomorrow. Mm. And like, 
I feel like in any kind of less imaginative or less um, realistic production, it would be like, oh my God, I hate you. Yeah, Chuck yeah, everything yeah, yeah. at you. Oh, you're never coming back. Yeah. And actually, the, for me personally, the thing I know I'm much more likely to do is just be going to like incredibly calm. Like, yeah. And she was so calm. And I just was like, that's so real but she wasn't calm was she what it was no, was that exactly. kind of like, yeah. swan-like um yeah. furious kicking beneath yeah, the surface exactly. there's something and i could feel it viscerally when yeah. it happened um this kind of like all so like sour acidic feeling mm-hmm. in like the heart and kind of stomach when you're like i've got to do something I, what there must be something that i can say or do yeah. but i can only i can only come to that answer if i'm if i stay calm because they yeah. won't listen to me if i don't you know and yeah. all these kind of like thoughts where you try and rationalize yeah. it yeah. And and I think as well, like when people have like ended relationships with me, I think I've felt so stupid for even believing in the relationship that then the last thing I want to do is then like get visibly upset. Mm. It's like oh, I've already been stupid. Now the only thing I can do is maintain my composure to like keep my dignity in the situation. Yeah, I think maybe one of the reasons I I felt so frustrated mm. with it is because yeah, I identified with lots of the situations yeah. and the mm. and the the reactions and therefore i i wanted her to maybe do better than yes. me yes or I do, I do think though yeah there there is an element of of the same sort of self preservation mm-hmm. where you just go i'm not going to give you mm-hmm. my hurt i'm not going to let you see what you've done to me i'm mm-hmm. just going to now put a massive wall up against you and so i was mm-hmm. screaming out for her to protect herself mm-hmm. uh, because i was invested in her but that meant it i i needed her to prevail and look after herself yeah. in the end so yeah. that I could then have a, a satisfying closure yeah. of the mm. of the film to just go, she's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel exactly. safe yeah. now that we can end the film yeah. and she's going to be okay. Yeah. And yet she's back on. in a toxic relationship oh. with the guy. There we are. Um. <laughs> yeah. And then I know, I know, and then it's just, and then I was like, okay, maybe this is meant to be like hyper realism, and actually, it's really difficult to get out of the cycle of toxic relationship. Yeah. But also, this is not real life, so please just give us mm. a little bit of, oh, just like a bit of let up. On the on the subject of um, sort of misogyny, I wanted to sort of go into the sort of second latter part of the film a little bit as well. Two things. One was when he tells her about Paula mm-hmm. and how it's not going so well anymore. Yeah. And he says something like, she's unpleasant, I think is the word. Uh-huh. And um, she tells me all all like gory details of her erotic life before <laughs> yeah, me. Exactly. And it's that whole thing again of like, of course, women are sluts and men can fuck who they like and there's no difference. And it's like, great, okay, wonderful. And then the other thing that I found really amazing was when she tells her, she reads him, I thought it was poetry, I thought it was gonna be poetry, but it wasn't, yeah, it was yes. just writing. Yeah. I think it was like writing to herself. Her, her therapy yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, bang, I'm banging my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ironically, this is, I, these are these are her notes right here. I've got them in front of me. And, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I actually wrote. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and she does like the lessons of. Mm-hmm. She does this whole thing of like the lessons of becoming a young woman, yeah, and all yeah, of the kind of. Yeah. It was amazing, and like she says something that was really that two things she said were made really amazing. And um, she said that being a she learned that being agreeable yielded results. Yeah. And yeah. she also said, um, "It's not unselfishness; it's cowardice." Mm-hmm. When she was talking about. Um, her need to kind of please, please everybody yeah. yeah or men yeah, yeah, yeah. actually specifically, specifically men yeah. yeah no that's so true that's so true that was good. and this was another thing I did actually feel like in terms of a rounded character we got so much more from her than from him mm. which made me think it was not such a misogynist film because yeah. I was like you're giving her the character mm, yeah, like yeah. he's just a dick he's like a generic dick but she's like I don't know just was like a bit more rounded yeah 
And that scene was beautiful, I thought. And then he fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. To remind us that he's a dick. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and also, just doing a little bit of Googling, as I said earlier, uh, yeah. Igmar Bergman uh, had had a child with that actress by the time oh. they were making this film. Their child was about seven or eight, I think. Oh, right. It's such a classic, like, um, auteur director to just cast your muse yeah, in every yeah. film. So, like, it, ethically, it's it's very messed up, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> she was the only mother of one of his children. He had nine children. She was the only mother of any of his children that she didn't marry. That he didn't marry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine. Wow. Okay. It's all right because it wasn't all one woman. So that's fine. I'll so blame, fine. I'll just, <laughs> but he's single-handedly responsible for global warming. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him and Boris Johnson. Was it? Him and Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, no, no I didn't say that. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. You said it. I, I just repeated I said that. it. I said that. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Was that a parrot? I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. The other thing I found interesting was okay. Um, the the fact that they okay they, the whole the whole big thing was like they weren't having sex and she mm-hmm. didn't really enjoy sex and they were clearly crap at sex because they seemed to do it fully closed and it lasted five seconds. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, it was such a dissatisfying sex life. Yes. <laughs> but what seemed to happen was literally from the moment he said he was leaving and they had I thought a very tender sex scene mm. even though the sex wasn't. I like wasn't a, sure no. that was sex. I thought they were going to have sex and then she cried. Okay, maybe that was it. She was kind of bumping up and down. Yeah, and then though. she kind of went. Oh. That was the time when they were getting divorced. Twice. They twice had fully clothed bumping up and down scenes. I think when he was leaving when they were in the like country house. I think he was going to have sex with her, but then she just burst into tears. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm remembering the divorce. You're quite right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd say it was arguably some kind of sex scene, okay. but he was like anyway. But um, some kind of grinding was going on, and then yeah. yeah. Um. But the point, it seemed to be like suddenly the, this kind of being thrown into this kind of uh, unhealthy emotional trauma between them seemed to make them a lot more attractive to each other. And I thought that was really interesting that suddenly the kind of erotic nature of their relationship sprung mm. up, but everything else kind of went to shit. But they mm. suddenly were like, oh, I want to have sex with you all the time now. Is that because they were performing for each other before? Right. So they were not being vulnerable. Right. And now they're showing that. So it's yes. to V for vulnerability. Yes. As someone who's really bad for getting back together with their exes, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've had more than one, maybe one relationship that I haven't gone back at least once. Wow. Um, I'm terrible for it, but I think that yeah. to, to speak of it, there's there's a sort of there's the excitement and the frisson of the fact that it is so wrong to go back yeah. to something mm-hmm. where you've ended it. Um, with the, I suppose you go into the the I don't know meeting for a drink or whatever with this sort of underlying knowledge that you've got all this past and you have been attracted to each other mm. in the past and the fact that it's so wrong makes mm. it even more appealing and yes yeah, so it's it's sort of got a very heightened sexual tension mm. uh, from the get go yeah. well it can do it doesn't always mm. so yeah I can I can totally see that. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. I've never gone back once to an ex. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Once once it's over, it's over. Over. I mean, that's probably the healthier way to do it. Probably. Yeah. Exes are like fireworks. Yeah. You should never go back. And the ex who said that to me, uh, he you dumped remember? me once yes. and I dumped him twice after that. Nice. So. Yeah. Ah! There you go. Just kept God. going out. The fuse kept going out. You're like, oh, no, hang on. <laughs> oh, my God. It still doesn't work. No, no, it still doesn't yeah. work. It's just a bit damp. It's just um, Hey. Um, <laughs> and on that note. In the... Um, no, in carry on. Scene, sorry. Just, okay, so, so I suppose the scene that probably, like, t- touched me the most, I found the most... T- touch, touch, um, that I found the most moving 
um, and relatable was when they have sex or possibly don't have sex start to maybe have sex when he says he's going to leave and when she cries because it just kind of had this feeling of like orgasm but maybe not but it really a release definitely a release has she been keeping such a brave face up until that exactly but it basically reminded me of when um, my ex and I broke up and it was like the final like breakup conversation exactly (laughs) and then he was like oh it's it's like this is very bad I really want to fuck you and I was like that's not bad let's do it um, and so then and then I was on we, we'd never had sex without a condom before and, but I had just finished my period so I was like we could probably have sex without a condom and he was like are you sure and I was like yeah remember on a podcast funny. you have to actually speak that bit louder that's it <laughs> so, so I was like it was this really it was this really it was this really emotional close experience and then we, we had sex and then I I didn't I didn't come because mm. yeah. um but he did and I knew when he did because um because he obviously made a sound and mm. like but I you know I can't t- I can't physically feel it inside me really? but the moment he came I I just like but just like tears sprang mm. from my eyes and I just was like crying and it was bizarre and it was just I think it was that knowledge that it was literally the last time mm. obviously for them it wasn't but in that moment potentially it could have been yeah. literally the last time that that person that you love is ever going to come inside you mm. I don't know there's actually literally there's something incredibly moving about that mm. and I, and so maybe I, I saw that's what I kind of like to believe that they had had sex because right. had a penetrative sex because I was sort of like I, I relate to that moment yeah. so much but even if they hadn't I guess it was still that similar thing of like this is the last time we're going to be this tender with each other, ever. And we still love each other. Mm. I don't know. I just thought that was very moving. <laughs> I was going to say, I, th- I didn't think it happened when it happened, but then when we got later on in the film and the sex seemed, the actual sex that I thought happened seemed to last about six seconds, yeah, like, then anything's possible, isn't it? <laughs> just microscopic amounts yeah, of movement. And movements. she had, she was having, she held a whole conversation with herself throughout yeah, as well. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm just um, thinking about the shopping. No, no, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so the person I talked about before, um, he fucked me, and I remember him. He he basically said to me that um, one of the reasons that he liked having sex with me was because we make eye contact and we're sort of. He like mm-hmm. he says well, it's he says it's a sign that I'm I'm in, in I'm in love with you that I'm I'm fucking you this way. And if I'm if I sort of I, when I don't like somebody, I I don't I fuck them from behind and I don't look at their face. And the last time he fucked me, he did it from behind. So that was kind of a oh okay. It's like yeah, a kind of, yeah, it was yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So yeah, relatable emotion. <laughs> Very, lots like... of relatable emotion. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a pleasant watch, but it was no. a relatable watch. Totally. And, and this is why I think it was good. I think that the fact that there were so many scenes where I was like, yep. Yeah. Would you watch it again? Um... <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I, think I would... <laughs> I think I would watch it up until the point she shouts at him and then I think I would okay. stop it. <laughs> and that's where it ends. And that's yeah. where she has self-respect. Yeah. She's moving on with her Yes. <laughs> we'll film a new scene to go to the end. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And put a card down. Boom. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I do love that kind of slice of life kind of style and I do think Ingmar Bergen does it very well and I think mm. the actors were incredible. Mm. I think she was incredible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the score I would like to give the film mm-hmm. this week is a whopping great one. <laughs> one. Oh. And at times I feel like it was generous, but you know, it, it did it did have some things to recommend it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that's where I'm landing. <laughs> well, my score, based on the phenomenal naturalism and acting, and I thought very realistic portrayals of a breakup until it all got horrible at the end, uh, is four. Okay, wow, wow. <laughs> Um, so it'll be unsurprising to for you to know that I fall somewhere in the middle of these two scores, <laughs> and um, I also appreciated the <laughs> I also appreciated the, the the naturalism, but I also found it a bit of a ball leg to watch. So um, I gave it a three. I thought you were going to say two and a half. So oh, land really neatly that would be perfect. We don't we don't have a score for two and a half. So, so what's that our average on average? I think that two? Means four plus three plus one is eight divided by three is two point six six seven, which rounds to a. Uh, a three out of five although technically 2.67 out of five but no, no, no. we don't have a noise for that no, no we don't have a noise for that <laughs> and you've listened all the way to the end so um you must have liked what you heard so don't forget to follow us on all your usual social medias that's twitter instagram we're everywhere at a to z with men that's a t o z with men and you can also join our facebook group where you can discuss what you've heard and tell us what you want to hear Go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and leave a lovely review and tell a friend. <laughs> Thank you so much to Fabian for joining yes. us. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So much so that we, you've become, you've become yeah. absorbed in this group. I'm in the furniture now. Yes, yes exactly. In the furniture. In the furniture. In the furniture. <laughs> Awkward. Greatest compliment. Um, on that note, bye. Bye. <laughs> yes, uh, and see you next week for the next instalment of your chronicle of carnal knowledge. And thanks for listening. Things. Of course, we've got our book uh, in progress. Exactly. So you'll have which your own... is actually a dictionary of sexy words. Indeed. Uh, I'm assuming dick words. is spelt with a CK. Well, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> dictionary. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Already had that idea, definitely. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course we already had that idea. I'm totally crediting Flavia for that idea. Literally just about what to be thanks to Flavia who came up with dictionary <laughs> yeah. in the book. Flavia, who put the dick in dictionary? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And she has for no other things. <laughs>